Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you today about fighting every battle on your knees in prayer to God. So many times in my own life and in friends that I have, they are faced with a mountain that is way too big. It's too hard. It's too big for them to figure out what to do. And of course, we should always go to God first, but especially when we're faced with insurmountable odds. And there's a character in the Bible, a king of Judah named Jehoshaphat, who really did have insurmountable odds against him. An army, a great army of about 180,000 troops were coming against Israel at that time, and he only had about 25 or 30,000 men to fight the battle, and he was unbelievably perplexed over this situation. So it's in Second Chronicles chapter 20, and I'm going to start in verse 1. I hope you have your Bible, but if you don't, don't worry. I've got it right here, and I'm going to read this scripture for us today. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Menunites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord and proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Our God... Did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built this sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears our name, and we will cry out to you in our distress." and you will hear us and save us. But now, here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave to us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. All the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came to Jezreel, son of Zechariah. And he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah, and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Zir, and you will find them at the edge of the gorge 
of the desert of Jerul. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out and face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. And that's why you go to the Lord first. The first thing I want to tell you about a real trial in your life is, number one, in the battle, go to God on your knees first. And that's just exactly what Jehoshaphat did. What a, what a king of wisdom. And it says in Second Chronicles here, in verse 3, it says, Alarmed by this vast army, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. That should be our first thing we do when we're faced with a mountain, a giant in our life. Go to God first on your knees and cry out to him and ask him to help you, and he will. Number two, praise him. Second Chronicles verse 5, they praise God for his sovereignty, for his power, and his might. Jehoshaphat knew the character of God. And I want to stop kind of right here and talk to you about the character of God. If you know who God is, and you take your problem before this mighty God who we serve, thank you, Jesus, we serve such a mighty God, a holy, mighty God. I want to tell you about his character. He is omniscient. That means he is all-knowing. He is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. And he is omnipresent. That means he hears, he can see, he's always present with you. And if you're a Christian and you've accepted Christ as your Savior and the Holy Spirit, you know you have the Holy Spirit, and he is living inside of you. So God is always with you, listening and seeing what we do. So the first thing we do when we're faced with a mountain in our life, it might be a bad call that someone in your family is sick. It might be that you lost your job or your finances. You're worried about your payments. It may be that a child is sick. It may be that someone in your family uh, is really having a tough time in life. But the first thing we do is drop to our knees, cry out to God and trust him and praise him for his sovereignty and his mighty power. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. Now, number three, standing on the word. And if you look at Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 7 and verse 8 in this text, Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes against us, whether the sword or judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out, and you will hear our distress, and you will save us. And that's exactly what happened. So you can stand on the word because that's the word that God gave Abraham that this was going to be the the promised land, it was going to be a land of milk and honey, and it was going to be the land that Israel was going to have, the, the nation of Israel. And so that was the promise, and they could stand on that word. The other thing is intercession. In Second Chronicles 20, verse 9, Jehoshaphat, he cries out to God, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence 
before this temple that bears the name, your name, and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. And listen, this guy was such a powerful guy. He was praying for the nation that God had given him as king, and he was being an intercessory. He was praying that God would have mercy on the whole nation and on that kingdom that God had given them. And so that intercession prayer is so important, and it's so important in the lives of others. If you have a friend and they're sick, pray for them. If they ask you to pray for them, don't say to them, oh, I'll pray for you. No, stop right then and there. Lay hands on them and pray for them. That's the greatest thing that you can do. Don't worry about who's in the room or what's going on. Just absolutely be obedient to the Holy Spirit and pray for them, and you will see the hand of God work in their life so strongly. You know, petition is the other thing. Second Chronicles 2012, Jehoshaphat just knew how to pray, and he's just crying out to God in verse 12. He says, Lord, help us, and our God, will you not judge them? He talks about this army, for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Friend, where are you today? Is there something that's an incredible trial in your life right now. My heart goes out to you, but I can tell you from many, many years of prayer and going to God that he will answer you. Just go to him, seek his face, be on your knees, humble yourself, and ask him to help you during this time, and he will help you. Jehoshaphat is such a great example of what to do, and what a wonderful king he was to, to listen to God first and to be uh, a champion for God, a champion for Christ. And uh, he really led his people to the right way. The next thing that happens in Second Chronicles 20 is that one of the prophets inside his kingdom, the Holy Spirit falls on him, and God's message to that, uh, that prophet tells Jehoshaphat, stand firm because this battle is not yours, God is going to make a way for you. And I'm here to tell someone out there, I don't know who you are, but God is for you, he's not against you, and he's going to help you through this situation you find yourself in. And uh, the battle is not yours. Take it to the feet of Jesus. The battle is too big, it's too heavy, it's too weighty. There's too much to do, and there's no way to do it. Sometimes in life, we're just in a test, and we the only way out is to pray through it and to ask God to bless it and to bring us out because uh, the odds can be against you. Uh, you can just have such a terrible trial in your life, and you need the Lord, so just go to Him and realize that the battle is not yours, but it's the Lord's, and He will take care of you. And you know what's so interesting is the way Jehoshaphat came to him. He came to him with a humble heart. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 18. It's just so amazing. We do not know what to do, 
He had a humble heart. We do not know what to do. I don't know what to do many times, but I know who can help me on what to do. And you know what to do. Because you can, we can get on our knees before Almighty God, but we might not know exactly what to do in the situation. But the prescription of that situation is get, to get on our knees. But the, here it says, but Jehoshaphat says, but our eyes are on you. I can't emphasize this enough. Don't look at the vast army that's trying to attack you. And that's just an analogy. Don't look at the bills piling up. Don't look at the sickness. Don't look at, you know, the loss of job. But look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Look up to him. Look to the heavens and ask God to help you. He said in, in this chapter that the battle is not yours, that he's there for you. So as you focus on God and just glance at the problem and focus on God, he will see you through. And so this is what's so wonderful is having a, a humble heart, a contrite heart, and listening to God and realizing that the battle's not yours. And the last thing I want to talk to you today is uh, have faith. Have faith that strengthens the victory. That's exactly what Jehoshaphat really had. He didn't trust in himself. He didn't trust in his army. He didn't trust in his power. He didn't trust in his men. He didn't trust in a friend to tell him what to do. He went first to God. He knelt down, and then all the people of his kingdom came and knelt down. And then he made a fast so that everybody would fast and cry out to God in one accord. And the power of that group together, that God heard their prayer and answered their prayer. And then the armies that came against Jehoshaphat were decimated by themselves. They fought themselves. God confused them, and they fought themselves. And then this uh, Jehoshaphat and the kingdom got to go in and get all the plunder, and they never did anything. They never had to fight the battle because the battle was not theirs. God had told them the battle is not theirs. And that's what I'm telling you today. Whatever problem you've got today, whatever you're facing Put it in God's hands. Get on your knees and fight this battle on your knees. And I promise you this, my friend, as you seek God out, he will help you today and he will make a way for you in this situation. Don't worry. Put it in God's hands. Leave all the worry to God in this situation. Remember, the battle is not yours. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.